Welcome to New York's number two sports show. The New York Yankees have acquired Juan Soto from the San Diego Padres. It's, I mean, this is a blockbuster deal. And we saw this kind of coming together the last few days. And I can't believe it actually happened. I mean, this is as excited as I've been for a player coming to the Yankees in a very long time. I mean, this is, this is a Hall of Fame caliber hitter, Juan Soto. He is that good and just turned 25 less than two months ago. So you're getting him potentially for only one year. But if this season goes well for Soto, for the Yankees, there's every reason to believe that they could lock him up long term. Now, that won't happen before the season begins in all likelihood. He's a Scott Boris uh, client. And so, you know, there's that. But this is a player who, at a very young age, is already one of the best hitters in the game. Left-handed bat. He typically walks more than he strikes out. He does. Like... It, it, in his career, 640 walks, 577 strikeouts, a 945 career OPS. And he's very durable, which is important too. He played all 162 games last season. So since he got called up by the Nationals in 2018, this has been a premier player. Now, he's not great defensively. And I think what's going to happen now is he will probably primarily play right field. That would be my guess. So I think it's going to line up where it's Verdugo in left, Judge in center, Soto in right. Now, also in this deal is Trent Grisham. So the Yankees acquire Soto and Trent Grisham, who's a center fielder. He's more of a defensive first player. So Grisham uh, has two more years in his contract, where Soto has one. Grisham is, for better or worse, probably more so worse. He's a Brian Cashman type of guy. Doesn't have a good batting average. Like the last two seasons, he's bat below 200. He walks a lot, which is good, but also strikes out a lot. So he's a walk strikeout. And there is pop in his bat. Um, you know, this was someone that was fairly highly thought of, thought of when he came up. He came up with Milwaukee, and I'm almost certain he was traded. Well, I guess he wasn't. He wasn't in the Josh Hader. Okay, so the Padres and Brewers have had multiple deals, but he was in a trade uh, after the 2019 season. He was traded from Milwaukee to, to San Diego. What's weird is that Soto and Grisham are connected in a lot of ways where in the 2019 playoffs where the Nationals won the World Series, the first, I think it was the wild card game in Washington and Soto hits a uh, what was a game-tying, which should have been at best a game-tying hit. It was hit to Trent Grisham in right field, and it went under Grisham's glove. And the Nationals took lead in that play. Suffice it to say, though, Trent Grisham is a very good defensive center fielder. And the interesting thing with him is he's a reverse split guy, meaning he's actually better versus lefties. So I'm wondering, Grisham's going to get a lot of playing time. And... But maybe not so much versus righties. And maybe it does become somewhat of a platoon between Grisham and Verdugo. In other words, versus righties, it's Verdugo in left, Judge in center, Soto in right. But when Grisham's in the lineup, 
uh, versus maybe lefties. Weird as that does sound, maybe they take Verdugo out, and then at that point you put Grisham in center, Judge in right, Soto in left, which I don't feel great about at Yankee Stadium. The thing is with Judge, like, I, I want to say that there was talk about him maybe playing left field, um, heading into the season. It never happened, and I, and I don't know if it ever will, and, or should it. But it's an interesting thought, right? If they really want to just keep Soto to right field, but I can't imagine they'd want to do that either. The, the point here is this. The outfield defensive alignment definitely have question marks. Like, there's options, and I think Grisham being like a defensive replacement and like a very – he's a really good defensive center field, like I said, is good to have. But um, if there is one problem I have from an on-the-field perspective, it's, it's how are you going to align that – outfield uh, defensively. It's not going to be so simple, and we'll see what they do. Also, Jason Dominguez, you know, he's having surgery, and he'll potentially be back midseason. We'll see what happens with him, right? Like, no guarantees there as far as I'm concerned with Dominguez. Like, I hope he makes it back healthy, and, and but if the Yankees are in a good place, you don't need to rush that situation. And quite frankly, as good as he did with the Yankees, it wouldn't totally stun me if he was, you know, sent to the minors initially and just to kind of see how things go. But that's well down the line anyway. And look, Giancarlo Stanton gets hurt all the time. And so a Stanton injury really opens things up completely to the point where all these things that I'm talking about kind of aren't really in play as much. So Grisham uh, is also part of this deal. Again, offensive number is not great. Maybe moving away from Petco Park will help him. Again, is good versus lefties. He did, you know, his postseason career isn't very expansive, but wasn't terrible in 2022 with the Padres. He did have a home run off of Jake. He, he had a home run off of Jacob DeGrom in their wildcard series versus the Mets. And I, I, if I remember correctly, had a pretty good three-game series there. Um, so Grisham, you know, he seems like a gamer. He's got some intensity to him, so you can't forget about him in this deal. But going back to Soto, yeah, I mean, hit 35 home runs last year and, you know, had 109 RBIs. Going to Yankee Stadium should help him coming from Petco Park. But I'll say this with Soto, he is a player that hits to all fields. So as much as the short porch will help him, it might not help him as much as you think because he is an opposite. Like, this guy hits a lot of home runs the other way. That's what's so great about him is that he hits to all fields. So I definitely think it'll be a bump up, but maybe not as much as one would think. Um, but it's just the on-base percentage is great. Like, the guy, the worst he's ever hit, the worst on-base percentage he's had in a season is 401. That's crazy. He has a 421 career on base percentage. Like, again, the guy is, is a total freak offensively and is young. So, like, I've always spoken very highly of Juan Soto. I was so impressed by just that 2019 World Series run. Like, like and that's the thing, too. Like, he's, he's had the experiences. For someone so young, he is – he's been around since 2018. So, you know, it's a great combination of things. And – you know, hopefully this season goes well. And I really do think that this gives them a leg up in potentially signing him long term. But it all depends on how the season goes, right? If it is a colossal fail, just from a team standpoint or maybe even Soto, then who knows, right? But I do think that when the Yankees typically want someone, they usually get him. That's just the way that it's been. 
And so I, I do feel good about the chances of Juan Soto being a Yankee beyond this season. So that covers who the Yankees acquired. Now, let's discuss who the Yankees traded. And look, there's, as you'd expect, there is some painful players, you know, going on, going to San Diego. Like the Yankees had to get rid of, you know, really one player in particular that was really one of my favorite players on the team um, in Michael King. So the Yankees trade away three, five players, Michael King, Drew Thorpe, who has really risen in the Yankee system. He is the number five Yankee prospect at MLB.com. And he, um, He's the number five prospect on LB.com and number 99 overall. So that is significant. Uh, Johnny Brito and Randy Vasquez as well, who I liked what I was seeing from them. They got better and better as the season went on. And Kyle Higashioka. And that's not a huge surprise. With The, the Yankees have a lot of catchers. And we'll, we'll talk about each of them individually. Look, I, it's painful to lose King. Keep in mind though, he only had two more years left on his deal, right? It's not like they had crazy team control for King. That said, I would have much rather, you know, if it was between, I mean, this is obvious, but, but let me see how many years left he had. Clark Schmidt, if you could have somehow pulled that off instead of King, that would have been great. Let me see Schmidt's contract, but that, see, that's the difference. Uh, just in general, and why, and why Schmidt could have been appealing to San Diego, and maybe he was in some way, but now the Yankees need him. He has four years left, so there's a lot more control with Clark Schmidt, whereas just two years with King. So it's only one more year for King and Soto. Obviously, there's a lot of other pieces in the deal, but King is the headliner. Michael King went from a guy who... Didn't really make it as a starter initially, like, although eventually he very well might have and will, but it was kind of a struggle for King and they got him from the Marlins in a, in a deal where they traded away Garrett Cooper and Caleb Smith. And, and that at the time, that was more to clear up 40 man roster space. So like, that's a good job where I'll give Yankees a lot of credit. They are able to find specifically pitching. And turn them into stuff. Like, that's the crazy thing with this deal is, like, Michael King, just a few years ago, was a good reliever. And then 2022 took it to another level. We can maybe include 2021. Like, the second half of 21, he was starting to show some signs. But 22 was great. And then he got hurt halfway to the season. So injuries have been a thing with Michael King. And, and, and I think if you're the Yankees, they were probably a little bit scared of that. He's never had a full season as a starter. So how the Padres handle that will be interesting. But just the numbers are off the charts the last couple of years. 2022, 51 innings, 66 strikeouts, uh, a flat one whip, 2.29 ERA, 192 opposing batting average. Last season, not as, got off to like a little bit of a slow start, was a little streaky, but was mostly very good. But then late August, they, they turned him into a starter, and he was unbelievably good. So the final numbers end up being 104 and two-thirds innings, 127 strikeouts, 1.15 whip, 2.75 ERA, like, was very, very good. It was one of the reasons to continue to watch Yankee baseball down the stretch. And he's a really good guy. Like, 
it's sad to see King go. That 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 out of everyone for me is tough. But like, in order to get Juan Soto, something's got to sting. Like, it can't just be like, oh, like, you know, this all feels fine. That's just not the way it works. And it, and like I said, King is someone. He's not a certainty, but I do think that he he will be if he stays healthy. I think it'll be a really good acquisition for the San Diego Padres. Let's talk second about Drew Thorpe. So Drew Thorpe is someone that last year started out in high A and made his way to double A, I believe, by the end of the season. Uh, logically, that would make sense that he moved up. And his double A numbers with, Summer, with Somerset were great. Five starts, 30 innings, 44 strikeouts, only five walks, a .66 whip, like, Dominant numbers. So Drew Thorpe, the, the two key players here are King and Thorpe. I can't speak much on Drew Thorpe. And, and to me, he was a fast riser. Because that's this is not a name that I really heard until this season. Now, part of the reason for that is I believe he was only drafted by the Yankees a couple seasons ago. I think. I believe this was a 2021 draft pick. Don't hold me to that. But... You know, with Thorpe, he's a right-handed pitcher. And, hey, it wouldn't be shocking to see him up with the Padres by the end of the season. Like, the Padres needed what the Yankees have. The Yankees had a surplus of pitching depth in the organization. The Yankees have lost a lot of that recent in the last few days. Uh, and even dating back to, like, previous trade deadlines. The Yankees are able to churn out pitching. And so, hopefully, they continue to do that. And Thorpe is someone who was highly coveted by the Padres. And so they get Drew Thorpe in this deal as well. Now let's talk about Brito and Vasquez. So Johnny Brito and Randy Vasquez both had very similar roles this season. They ended up kind of being like the fifth, sixth, seventh, like pitchers in the Yankees um, rotation. And, you know, I just think about another name. I mean, again, I don't, I don't like talking about him much, but like, the Yankees have lost a lot of pitching when you consider like Domingo Herman, for example, like was kind of a guy that was, you know, in the rotation a lot over the last few years. And the, the Yankees traded Jordan Montgomery, a lot of different things to think about. Like, the Yankees have lost. We're going to talk about the lack of pitching when we're done talking about Brito and Vasquez. But Johnny Brito, I thought, really showed himself very well later in the season as like a multi-inning guy. He kind of took Michael King's role in a way and ran with it. Brito as a starter, nothing special. I think he needs to increase his pitch arsenal to become a starter, but he was—he really became a true weapon out of the pen. Only 72 strikeouts and 90 and a thirds innings. Um, but I think that Johnny Brito could be good. Was pretty good in spring training. Had a really good first start for the Yankees, but then like had some really bad ones and was kind of up and down between the majors and AAA. But, you know, Brito like ends up you end up feeling good about Brito in the season. I was kind of interested to see what he was going to bring to the table this year. So Brito goes in this trade to the Padres, uh, and he's young. Look, he's 25 years old, turning 26 in February, but he's a young pitcher. And then Randy Vasquez is in a similar category. Randy Vasquez um, also 20, just turned 25 uh, about a month ago. And he's an interesting case where he did a lot better in the majors than he did with AAA. His AAA numbers were not very good at all. But whenever he came up, he did well. Had a 2.87 ERA, 11 games, 5 starts, 33 strikeouts in 37 and 2 thirds innings. 
you know, 211 opposing uh, batting average, 1.27 whip, very formidable. And for some reason, like his stuff just played better in the majors. Another little side note is that he gave up a long, long moonshot to Juan Soto at Yankee Stadium in a start where that was the only mistake that Vasquez really made. A Friday night game in May. I think that was actually Vasquez's first start in the big leagues. And Soto took him deep. So, again, some weird symmetry there. But Brito and Vasquez, losing them is not a big deal, honestly. But it does speak to a lack of pitching depth. Let's quickly talk about the Yankee rotation right now. Garrett Cole, obviously you feel good about that. Okay, next, Carlos Rodon. Carlos Rodon was horrendous this past season. Like, really, really bad. But obviously, you hope that he bounces back. Nestor Cortez, who was awesome in 2022 and for most of 21, last year was injured and, and not as effective. So that's another question mark, but like high upside for Nestor. Clark Schmidt right now, who, you know, I feel like there's been a lot of Clark Schmidt trade talk over the years, but now I don't see any way he gets traded. He's right in that rotation. And I think as like a, as a back end of the rotation guy, I think he's fine. He was able to stay healthy. He was able to provide, you know, again, there was durability. Didn't really go deep into games. He has to work on that. But Clark, you know, th there's improvement that can be had. I don't think he'll ever be like a top-of-the-line guy. You know, he was a first-round pick, but Clark Schmidt will very much be in this rotation. And then from there, what? Obviously, Yamamoto will be the next big topic of conversation. I think the Yankees are very much in on him. I think there's a chance they get him. Whether they do get him or not. There's a lot of talk about Frankie Montaz and him coming back on a one-year incentive-laden deal. I wouldn't want to do that. I, I, I would prefer to just stay away from Frankie Montaz, but I feel as if they'll bring him back. And look, you can use... The Yankees are definitely going to have to bring in a lot of arms. The bullpen, I think, overall will probably be okay. When, you know, because they didn't really lose... I mean, Wandy Peralta is a free agent, so curious to see what happens with Wandy. But the bullpen isn't so much affected... If you were to think Michael King is the, was going to be a starter, in some ways, Brito and Vasquez were in that bullpen, but I still think that they would have been seen as starters. So again, like the core of that bullpen isn't so effective. And you, and you do have a guy like Scott Efros coming back who missed all last season. So different names will emerge. And that's, the Yankees have done a good job of, of, of making it work with the bullpen. So, and the pitching operation in general has been good. I thought it was paramount for the Yankees to get hitting. The Yankees hitting, especially left-handed hitting, has been fucking horrendous. And so they have absolutely addressed that with Soto and with Verdugo. And while Grisham is a lefty, I'm not going to put him in that bucket, but still. Now let's talk about one last player that goes in this deal. That's Kyle Higashioka. And Higgy was not in terms of MLB service time. That was Severino. But in terms of just being with the organization at, at large. He was drafted by the Yankees back in 2008. He was with the Yankees for over 15 years. Um, you know, like he was a Yankee lifer. But I think he knew the writing was on the wall. And the good thing for him is he's a Southern, he's a Southern Cal guy. So, you know, like it, I'm sure if there was a place for him to get traded to, I'm sure he doesn't mind it being San Diego. Kyle Gashioka has one year left on his contract. So he will be a free agent after this coming season, after 2024. But I think the Yankees do have a lot of catchers. And so I think their ideal plan is for the catchers to be Jose Trevino and Austin Wells. Now, if Wells were to struggle in spring training, I think there's a world where Ben Wartved um, could 
you know, be the guy. And But I think ultimately the front runners are certainly Trevino and Wells. And then Work Red's your number three. Um, it doesn't hurt that Garrett Cole likes pitching to Trevino. It doesn't hurt that Garrett Cole seemingly doesn't mind pitching to Ben Wartved. Um, there's a lot more to it than that. Uh, but look, Higgy, you could argue. Look, I mean, you could argue that Higgy is like the best, like out of all currently, right? Because like Austin Wells, he showed some good signs, but we really don't know how he'll be. Like Higgy might have been, I mean, Trevino was better than Higgy generally in 2022. This year offensively, we found out that Trevino was battling with an injury, which we didn't know about. And so I can't fully go ahead and say that Higgy's a better hitter, but Higgy's got some pop. And he is, he became a pretty solid backup catcher. You know, it, it was kind of at times I, I really liked Higgy. Like in the Sanchez days, I was just begging for Higgy to play at the end of Sanchez. But then there also came a time when it's like, ah, Higgy's not so good. Like, you know. But again, like another guy that really paid his dues with the Yankees. I, I think he got his first appearance back in 2017 with the major league team, but really didn't become a thing until a lot later on. I, I would I would go as far as, as to say really 2020. Uh, that was really the first time that Higgy really got a true chance with, with the Yankees. Um, but yeah, so but you know, he's a guy that has been up and down for a while, then up to stay for the last like four seasons. So Higgy, um, we, we knew that this time would come as it is. The Yankees still have a lot of catchers, quite frankly. So this makes a lot of sense. And the Padres actually needed catching. So this was an easy, easy uh, sync up between these two teams. They needed pitching, they needed catching, and the Yankees had that. And the Yankees have money, you know, that they... A lot of teams don't have that availability financially. Yankees have that right now. So this was a perfect match, perfect fit. And so Juan Soto is now a New York Yankee. I, I still can't believe it. It's, it is very, very exciting. Like, and, and I would be more excited if, if I knew for sure that this was going to be long-term. So I'll temper it slightly. But I really do think that if this season goes well, that's a big if, but if it does... I would be surprised if he's not back long-term. It gives them a season to test it out, see how it goes, make him feel comfortable, and it has to give them a leg up. It just does. And I think he's a guy that's spoken highly of New York. I think he has the attitude and the presence to be to really flourish here. The fans will be tough on him. They, they are with everyone. But I think he'll be able to handle it and embrace it. So he will bring a swagger to this team that they desperately need. And, and I think that this trade, it's good. You're, you're bringing in a little bit of energy, you know, different energy with Soto and Grisham. Uh, these are gamers. They, they play, I mean, they, they're durable. And again, we know the Yankees needed lefties. They needed outfielders. So like they are addressing needs. And there's still a lot of work to be done, if we're being honest, especially in that pitching department, especially starting pitching. Um, but if there's one thing that we can count on, Matt Blake and company, usually, especially with kind of the no-name guys, the guys you never heard of, they're able to make those players be really, really good. And so you, you hope that that continues. But we'll wrap this up and hopefully there'll be more news soon about Yamamoto, let's just say. There's a lot of competition for Yamamoto, so I don't think it's any definite chance that the Yankees land him. 
But I, I gotta think, and, and they've been pretty confident. The Yankees certainly are in the running, very much so. So again, Yankees trade to the Padres, Michael King, Drew Thorpe, Johnny Brito, Randy Vasquez, Kyle Higashioka, and they acquire Trent Grisham, and most importantly, Juan freaking Soto.